listening to the Alan Carter Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Holiday wishes from Queen's Park. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Oh, thank you very much, Premier. But before we get to the best wishes, let's get us to the House of Commons and Andrew Shearer with a big announcement. I felt it was appropriate to speak to my friends and colleagues in the House of Commons about one of the most difficult decisions I have ever made. I just informed my colleagues in the Conservative Caucus that I will be resigning as the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. And I have asked the Conservative Party National Council, I I will be asking the Conservative Party National Council to immediately begin the process of organizing a leadership election. As our party embarks on this exciting opportunity, electing a new Conservative leader and Canada's next Prime Minister. That is Andrew Scheer speaking in the House of Commons, saying he will resign. He has offered to stay on as leader until a new leader is chosen. But breaking news from Mercedes Stevenson, our global news correspondent uh, in Ottawa, saying the following, that the reason behind Mr. Scheer's resignation Global News has learned that Scheer is resigning after it was revealed he had been using Conservative Party money to pay for his children's private school education. Mercedes goes on to tweet, Sources tell Global News that members of the, conser- members of the Conservative Fund are outraged and demanded Scheer's resignation when they found out that party money was being spent on private schooling. Sources say the expenditures were made without the knowledge or the approval of the fund. This has not been confirmed by the party as of yet. I am just watching the House of Commons live feed now, and members of the Conservative Caucus are now coming to congratulate and hug Andrew Scheer. The Prime Minister rushed into the House midway through Mr. Scheer's comments to hear them. We will be hearing from him today. Much of the discussion at this point is about, did Mr. Scheer just realize what was inevitable? Did he read the tea leaves? Did he realize that he was just not going to be able to survive a leadership review? John Baird is looking into what happened in the federal election campaign and why it was the Conservatives were unable to do better, considering that they were facing a very damaged Justin Trudeau. But this news about party money being possibly used to pay for their children's education, that will change the narrative throughout the course of the day. Lots to discuss here in this hour on Global News Radio. We are going to need your perspective. What do you think? Do you think that this is good for the Conservative Party? Remember, this is a minority situation. We now have the official opposition with no leader, a lame duck leader, In a minority situation, this is going to let Justin Trudeau off the hook, is it not? Or was this a smart thing to do, taking away these allegations that improper use of party money to pay for education, which obviously would certainly have undone Mr. Scheer, who was wobbly, quote-unquote wobbly, was kind of the thing that everybody was saying. I take that from the Toronto Star today, a recent report that, Mr. Shear's tenure as leader was wobbly before today. Breaking news, he is gone, stepping down as conservative leader. Alex Pearson is on the line with us, and Alex, what do you make of this? 
I'm trying to get my jaw off the floor. I'm disgusted. This is unbelievable. I mean, it's one thing when I heard that he resigned. I was like, okay, that's the right thing to do. But to these allegations that Mercedes uh, has reported, it's uh, it's going to be a problem. I mean, does he get charged? Does the you know will there be an investigation? Um, you know, we already knew that donors were not happy. They already said, you know, we're not going to give any money until he's gone. You know, the party was very divided. There was no question. People uh, wanted him out. There were a number of grassroots campaigns, as you well know, to oust him. Um, but the, the allegations that Mercedes has uncovered take this story to a whole new level. And I think for the base, it'll be the ultimate kind of betrayal because they put everything behind him. So it really tarnishes um, the, the party as a whole. So, I, you know, while we see kind of the MPs and his colleagues hugging in that, um, it's a pretty ugly story, not to mention shocking. You, you wonder how they will spin this. Obviously, they are, you know, at this point, it's, I want to spend more time with my family, which is a euphemism for, you know, I've really stuck yeah. my foot in it in politics, yeah. as you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I'm watching now, the Prime Minister has just uh, risen in the House. I wonder if, Alex, stay with us. I wonder if we can go yeah. back to the House of Commons and listen to Justin Trudeau here. Garnet, do you have any comments? This is actually, we're taking audio now from the scrums outside. This is from outside of the House of Commons. We'll try and get you back inside of the House of Commons in just a moment where, the, as I mentioned, the Prime Minister is now speaking, reacting to this news that Andrew Scheer has announced his resignation as the leader of the Conservative Party. And obviously, Mr. Trudeau will not be responding either to these allegations and this reporting from Global News exclusively that says that the reason that Mr. Scheer has had to step down so unexpectedly was because he was using party funds to put his kids in private school. Obviously, an extremely damning allegation. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's disgusting if it's true. Um, you know, you have to have trust within the party, and in politics, trust is very hard to find. And building trust with voters is also very uh, hard to find. Um, you know, we just came out of the SNC scandal and all of these, um, you know, scandals with the Liberal Party. Well, if you're not better than that, then who are you to judge? So I think this is. You know, no question that Mr. Scheer will go. He's going to have to deal with whatever uh, follows on this. But the party's going to have to rebuild. And it's interesting to see, you know, who will step in. The leadership will be called right away. Peter McKay will be a front runner. Rona Ambrose might uh, mill around. They're going to get, I mean, this is not good news for Mr. Trudeau because they can get a better leader, someone who could actually win. But it's going to take time. But in the short term, in the short term, Alex, it is good news for Justin Trudeau. And let's listen to him now in the House. I uh, know there will be many more moments for us to reflect and uh, celebrate uh, the uh, dedication and service that the uh, member opposite has offered and continues to offer to Canadians uh, in his work as an MP for Regina Capel and his work as uh, former Speaker of the House and in his uh, work as leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. Not to uh, mention his kids are I smart. thoughts first and foremost. Uh, are for family. Uh, I want to uh, salute All right, Jill. that is uh, Justin uh, Trudeau uh, paying tribute to Andrew Scheer in the House of Commons. I am speaking with Alex Pearson discussing this news. And, well, Mr. Scheer is yesterday's man, officially. So you were yeah. mentioning some possible contenders for the crown. Who do you think early going is odds on here? 
Well, uh, look, I mean, you could see any number of names uh, being thrown in. Lisa Ray could throw her name in. Do you think so, or do you think she's too damaged because of of the Uh, election loss? No, you know, she has a lot of respect from people. I mean, a lot of people were shocked when she lost that riding. A lot of people really like her. She's very, very well respected. And she, she didn't lose for nefarious reasons. She lost simply because the leader uh, didn't represent her riding. And she got outworked. She got outworked yeah. by but, Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, but she's very well liked. Um, so she but she couldn't win in. last time. I guess, I, and I, I guess I'd come back to that because, you know, the moderates in the party constantly point to Ms. Rate and say, well, there is the beacon, there's the, you know, the direction that we can go to widen the base of the party. But yet those who elect the leader in this party have already said no to her. Well, they have, but again, she didn't get to run her own campaign. So she would be a name. Peter McKay will be a name. Rona Ambrose will be a name. I'll be interested to see if Brad Wall would be a name. He would be my absolute ultimate pick. I think he'd be a terrific leader. Um, you know, he does not speak French, to my knowledge, unless he's learned over the last couple of years. Rona Ambrose does not necessarily speak uh, the strongest French, but Peter McKay does. Um, but it's interesting, Alan, because... Really, the strongest conservatives now in the country are Jason Kenney and, and Doug Ford. I mean, that's kind of they, they're the big conservatives in in, um, in waiting. But it, it'll be interesting to see some of the names. I mean, Michelle Rempel out uh, in Alberta could throw her name in. Um, there's any number of people. And also, don't forget Aaron O'Toole. Aaron O'Toole has been really impressive. Uh, he got a motion voted uh, in just the other night. He's taken a leadership role. He has and participated in the last leadership campaign. It's no secret that he wants to run or if there's a leadership chance. So he's also a name, also a very likable guy. So there's a number of very good candidates that will put their name in. And I think at this point, um, probably any of those people would be and have a better chance of winning uh, than Andrew Scheer. He simply did not run a good campaign. And if you can't beat a guy in blackface, then you don't deserve a second chance. He wasn't strong. He didn't stand up for anything. He tried to ride the fence on issues he should have had an answer for. And so out of that, there's been a lot of resentment from the base saying, you know, you failed us Um, because this was an election that he could have won. But then on top of this, these allegations, if true, I mean, Alan, it's crazy to send your kids to private school. You're dipping in the donor base. What does that do moving forward? Do the donors say, I'm not giving to that party anymore. I can't trust them. So there's a lot of challenges moving forward for them. Yes, and you think maybe at Queen's Park right now. Mm, mm, Doug Ford no. is thinking yeah. to himself, hmm, I wonder. Oh, hey, you know what? Actually, Doug's got a message for you, Alex. I want to wish yeah. everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. All right, Alex Pearson <laughs> on the line. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thanks a lot, Alan. Cheers. <laughs> Stay tuned. Politics and your calls in just a second, but quickly an update from Toronto police and paramedics who say an adult and two children have been taken to hospital after a crash involving a TTC bus and a school bus in Scarborough this morning. Emergency crews were called to Danforth and Eglinton Avenue East shortly after 9.30 a.m. I can tell you that visuals from the scene show a short school bus smashed up in the front, crashed quite a bit. Roads were closed in the area for the investigation. Paramedics saying that three patients had minor injuries and were transported to hospital as a precautionary measure. Obviously a frightening situation in the east end of Toronto. But now, to Ottawa and the House of Commons. I felt it was appropriate to speak to my friends and colleagues 
in the House of Commons about one of the most difficult decisions I have ever made. I just informed my colleagues in the Conservative Caucus that I will be resigning as the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. And I have asked the Conservative Party National Council, I, I will be asking the Conservative Party National Council to immediately begin the process of organizing a leadership election. That is Andrew Scheer speaking just a short while ago in the House of Commons saying that he is done. He is resigning. Adding to this, sources telling Global News that the reason that Scheer is resigning is it's been revealed that he was using Conservative Party money to pay for his kids' private school education. This according to Mercedes Stevenson, who is our Global News Ottawa, uh, Ottawa Bureau Chief, pardon me. And sources tell Global News and Mercedes Stevenson that members of the Conservative Fund are outraged and demanded that Scheer resign when they found out that party money was being spent on private schooling. Sources telling Global News the expenditures were made without the knowledge or the approval of the fund. That may be the thing that did in Andrew Scheer today. But his hold on the party was tenuous at best. I want your perspective. Is this a good thing for the Conservative Party? Did Andrew Scheer have to go? Let's go to Scarborough and James kicks us off. James... What do you think? Is this a good day for the Conservative Party? Hi. Um, yeah, I was just saying to the screener that uh, as a person that voted Liberal, I would say that it's a lot better day today for them, but it does give Justin some time to uh, work on his policies and not have to worry as much about what the Conservative would want compared to what the other parties might want. You said you voted liberal last time around. Are, are you yeah. a, a usual liberal voter, or do you go back and forth liberal-conservative? Uh, well, I did say uh, to the person running, when Scheer decided not to go to the, uh, you know, the strike or strike because he was too busy doing other stuff, I, I said to the per- person at that time that I, I was possibly thinking about voting conservative, but when he didn't even have time for something like that, that's important to a lot of people. I said to him, and I even called the guy's office and said, "You're going to lose because he didn't go uh, as part of the climate yeah. strike, the the climate exactly. action day." Exactly. But I think the what, most do you th- thing- does the issue of him not marching in a gay pride parade have an influence on your vote? For me, not so much. But uh, in terms of. Uh, the I guess it was a little bit too wishy-washy for people. All right. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. I appreciate your perspective. Let's go to Andrew in Toronto. We are talking about the sudden resignation today of Andrew Scheer as the leader of the Conservative Party. And, Andrew, do you think this is a good thing and a good move for the Conservatives and their supporters? I think ultimately, yes. I think he got the same uh, treatment as Patrick Brown provincially. What do you mean by that? Patrick Brown was done in by a coup. Uh, and this is any different. Um, see, he's been, uh, Sheer got accused of something that I don't think would have seen the light of day had he became prime minister. You're talking so, about the, the allegations reported by Mercedes Stevenson of him using party money to put his kids in school. Correct. So Patrick Brown got accused of something, and that was the, the party eating its own, really. And so they knew that they couldn't get elected with him, and so they're doing the same thing. I think, ultimately, the party survives. But right now, they say, better we take the shot now than we take it later. 
All right, thank you very much, Andrew. And let's go to Rob in Mississauga. You're glad that Sheer is gone? Yeah, I, I'm a conservative party member. I, I support them. I voted for the conservatives. To me, like, I like Andrew as a person. He's just, he always, it's, it's about the optics. He always looked like he was going to tell you a joke. He never... Okay, but let's, I mean, obviously, you know, people do vote on those things, but let's talk about the things that he had problems with, like, for example, not marching in a gay pride parade, not answering when asked directly, did he think homosexuality was a sin? Those sort of progressive issues, do you think that is the thing that just made it impossible for sure to win? No, I mean, I do wish that he would have just stated, you know, he has no problem with what people do in in their own lives although he has an ideological issue with it based on his own personal religious beliefs. He tried to say that. It didn't really really work for him, though. Yeah, but he didn't put it bluntly enough, I don't think. And that's kind of why everyone says he's wishy-washy. I I also find that he's very dispassionate. I mean, I I love listening to Michelle Rempel. You know, I'd love to see her as as, as leader of the Conservative Party. She's impassioned. When, when she sees something wrong with what's going on in her in her writing, she lets them all have it. I mean, if there's someone... Someone in the Conservative Party now that'll take Justin Trudeau to task, it'll be her. All right, Rob, well, there's a vote for uh, Michelle Rempel from Rob, but let's go to Brant in Aurora, who has a different candidate in mind to perhaps take over the federal Conservative Party. Hi. Hi, I think strategically, Carolyn Mulroney would be a good play by the Conservatives. Take a page of the Liberal book, has a name, can probably win Quebec, like her father did, uh, and the West. And I think that your experience in politics now, and that she's a female, will certainly help uh, in going against Mr. Trudeau. It'll be like the Battle of the Silver Spoons. I mean, I I, I don't know if that's good for this country or not. No, I don't know either. But I mean, if you can't beat Trudeau with all the scandals that were behind him, I mean, it says to you that you need something else and a new strategy. And I think that strategy is a good one because it plays to the voting public. I think that Ms. Mulroney has has done well in her tenure. I'm I th- not certain if she's ready for that kind of scrutiny that would be placed upon her. But with Mr. Trudeau, what was his background? Very, very similar. They said, we need a candidate, cardboard cutout, good name. Let's put him forward. He's as much experience as an MP, and let's make him our leader. And he won. And he won a second time, which tells me again that uh, maybe there's an overestimation of the uh, voting public. Or perhaps there was an underestimation of Mr. Trudeau's skill. Uh, I think that would be optimistic. (laughs) Well, I I think there's two ways to look at that, and i just place that out there. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Uh, Let's go to Dan, who is in Georgetown, and you are a liberal voter. What do you make of all of this? Yes, well, to be honest, I'm sorry that he's gone as a liberal voter because I was looking forward to running against him again in the next election. I was confident that we could beat him again. But the other thing I mentioned to your screener is I'm a little bit surprised that the Conservative Party is surprised about the money for education, for his kids' education, considering he lied about his resume, he lied about his education, his work history. I'm sorry, he's proven himself to be a liar. This shouldn't be a surprise. Well, I don't know if you're in the market for some insurance. But uh, Mr. Shear may be looking for a new career. Thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate your call. We have time for just a couple of more, and I know Leo has been waiting on the line. And obviously this is the end of Mr. Shear. What is the future, though, for the Conservative Party, Leo? Well, I think it is. 
because the misuse of funds is a serious thing. But, I mean, it just makes me frustrated because this is the reason why I didn't want to vote this year because all these guys, are they end up doing the same thing, you know. They get in there, they, they say they do this, they say they do that, and then you're just participating in a circus, in a madness. And then you find out that Trudeau did things wrong, Cheer did things wrong. Why am I wasting my time? I mean, there's nobody to vote for at, at the end of the day, and I just feel that it's just it's a waste of time. All right, thank you for your perspective. I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, and regardless of the reason behind Mr. Shear's sudden announcement today that he will not continue as the leader of the Conservative Party, the problem for the Conservatives, and if you look at the polling information and the numbers, is that it doesn't really matter whether it was under Harper or under Mr. Shear lately. It, there are always, it seems, the same pool of conservative voters. It is a rock-solid number. The problem for the conservatives is, is it doesn't get any bigger. And in times when the rest of the country country decides, well, no, they're going to get behind a progressive voice, the conservatives lose every time. If they cannot grow that base, they will not win. And that is the challenge that now faces the party as it looks forward. Welcome back to the program. What a huge day in Canadian politics. Just a bombshell. As about an hour ago, we found out that Andrew Scheer is resigning as leader of the Federal Conservative Party. Your thoughts in just a moment, but I will add what Global News is reporting. And that is that there is something more than just reading the tea leaves at work here. According to Mercedes Stevenson, who is our Ottawa Bureau Chief, The reason that Mr. Scheer has resigned is that it's been revealed he had been using Conservative Party money to pay for his children's private school education. Sources telling Global News that members of the Conservative Fund are outraged and demanded Scheer's resignation after it was learned that this was happening. Now, Doug Ford has just put out a statement, and here it is, quote, I wish Andrew Scheer all the best as he undertakes this new chapter in his life and thank him for his service as the head of Her Majesty's loyal opposition and leader of the Conservative Party. I also want to take this opportunity to give my best wishes to Mr. Scheer's wife, Jill, and their five, possibly well-educated, added that last part, and their five children. And then, Doug, well, what else you got to say for yourself, Premier? I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Oh, thank you very much. That's nice. Let's go to Jugmeet Singh, who is speaking also now about the resignation of Andrew Scheer. Here is Jugmeet Singh, the leader of the NDP. I also want to add my voice uh, and acknowledge the the cordiality in in the chamber today and acknowledge the, uh, the solidarity in recognizing the difficulty that public life presents and the challenges that it presents. And I want to thank the leader of Her Majesty's official opposition for taking up that mantle, for being in public service, for not only being the leader of the official opposition, but also a speaker and also representing the riding of Regina Capel. It's a big sacrifice. And I know the member knows that very well, and I know his family knows that very well. 
That is Jagmeet Singh speaking about the sudden and unexpected resignation of Andrew Scheer as leader of the Conservative Party. Short while ago, Daryl Bricker, who is with Ipsos, our pollster, was speaking to my co-anchor Farah Nasser about the resignation of Mr. Scheer. Thoughts on this really important news in our country? Yeah, well, clearly uh, this is a party matter. It's party money. Um, and if the party's upset by it, uh, he needs the support of the members of his caucus and the members of the uh, the party to continue. So if they have issues, it really doesn't leave him a lot of options other than to uh, to resign. So what this does is throws all of the political calculus uh, that anybody would have up in the air. Uh, leadership is extremely important in terms of how people vote, uh, particularly these days. So the uh, the Conservative Party gets a chance to do a reset here. Is there any polling done uh, before in terms of who else would be a leader? Is there, are there any names that come to you right away that, that are popular among conservatives? Well, I think, you know, people would look across some of the provincial premiers, but they're obviously pretty busy. Aaron O'Toole came in third in the last election, a member of parliament from Durham. Uh, I would expect that he's going to get a look, but there are probably some provincial cabinet ministers who might take a, an opportunity to get into the race. One of the things that we know about leadership races, there are exceptions, you know, the Justin Trudeau type of circumstance, but uh, um, where you really know who's going to win before the thing takes place. But just as in election campaigns, you know, voting matters. So we'll see who comes out of the woodwork. That is Daryl Brooker, who is with Ipsos, wondering who is going to come out of the woodwork uh, to perhaps take a shot at the leadership of the Conservative Party. You know, what happens in these sort of cases, and this is sort of the conventional wisdom, in, in, when you have a strong leader like Justin Trudeau was at the, the last election when he won his first majority, and the Conservatives held a leadership campaign, uh, leadership contest. A lot of people stood to the sideline. A lot, lot of big candidates thought, yeah, you know, generally the way Canadian politics goes is that if you win a majority, there is only, I think, one example in Canadian history where a government has gone from a one majority and then out of power altogether. I mean, sometimes they go much like we have had here, from a majority to a minority situation. But on your first term, after you get a, your first majority, losing power altogether is highly unlikely, which is why a lot of leadership candidates would look at that last time around and go, you know what, I'm going to let somebody else be the sacrificial lamb. And that's perhaps what Andrew Scheer has been, regardless of what actually ended up causing him to resign today. So now, next time around... You have a Trudeau government that will have been in power for some time. Who knows if there's a downturn in the economy. Any, anything could happen. He is far more vulnerable next time around. And that's why you're going to see, I think, bigger names go into it. And I just want to read you this. John Baird has just tweeted, I want to thank Andrew Scheer for his service as leader of the Conservative Party and leader of the opposition and recognize Jill and the family's contribution. Everybody's got a name, Jill. I like that. Some media reports this morning have falsely indicated that I have submitted my review of the 2019 campaign. Just background there, John Baird is right now doing this deep dive into what happened in the 2019 campaign. Mr. Baird continues on tweeting, My work in speaking with conservatives continues, including this week. I look forward to writing and then submitting my report when it is complete. I hope it will inform our party's next campaign and provide advice to whomever the CPC membership select as their leader. 
you know, obviously that gives a lot more credibility to what we have been reporting here on Global News, is that there is something else behind the sudden resignation of Mr. Scheer. That report from Mr. Baird is not out. So it's not a read-the-tea-leaves kind of moment that had Mr. Scheer resign today. Because the tea leaves, the, the volume explaining which way the wind was blowing, hadn't been finished yet. He had not actually finished, Mr. Baird has not finished that report. Nevertheless, Mr. Scheer is gone. Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with us. A Christmas mystery has now turned into a holiday tradition after a New York man started receiving letters to Santa at his apartment. Jim Glob moved to Manhattan's West 22nd Street about 10 years ago and started finding the letters to Santa in his mailbox, so he started answering them. Glob believes the letters arrived there because the block used to be home to poet Clement Clark Moore, who wrote A Visit from St. Nicholas. People thought that he was Santa and had delivered letters to his estate. He's since moved out, but takes the letters, fulfilling Christmas wishes through his nonprofit called Miracle on 22nd Street. It just shows that there is this need for hope and need for giving back, and it really is the greatest gift. He says this fluke has now turned into a Christmas tradition. Todd Ant, ABC News, New York. Oh, you just gotta believe. Right, Premier? I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thank you, Doug Ford. Are you ready for your Christmas break? Are you actually going to take some time off over the holidays, maybe decompress, spend some time with family? Well, a new study shows that we aren't very good at doing that. It shows that Canadians think that they're going to spend an average of 33 hours before and after any one-week vacations. And that is 10 more hours than last year when they did this survey. Now, the key findings include that 60% of full-time workers check their email or check in at work every time they are off. 70% of Millennials and Gen Z workers check in at some point while away, and 80% of self-employed Canadians check in with work while on vacation. So, so many of us are not all that good at actually taking a vacation. Now, this study was done by ADP Canada, and Hendrik Steenkamp is a director of HR advisory at ADP Canada and joins me on the program. Hi, Hendrik. Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm good. So what else did you find in terms of how good or bad we are at unplugging and taking downtime? I I think you touched on some of the key points. And I think it's, you know, if I want to go back to the study, I think, you know, what we found is that um, employees are not, you know, maybe employers are not helping these employees to really disconnect when they take time off. I think that employers can certainly do more to help people to disconnect while away from the office, you know, like making sure that they have somebody as a backup that knows what they need to do for the uh, employee while he or she's on vacation. And, you know, it will also help with a better, you know, work-life balance um, so that, you know, when you are disconnected from the office, you are truly disconnected. Because I've heard this complaint from a number of people that, you know, I, I can't afford to take a week off because the amount of work that it piles on me is just too much. And absolutely. And I think that, you know, I want to go back and say that, um, you know, organizations need to look within their culture and see do we actually enable that 
is senior leadership guilty of it as well? Because in a lot of organizations, you will find that you know, senior leaders are connected while they're away from, 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 from the office. And I think that you know, some of the employees may emulate the behavior because they may see it as an expectation that you need to be connected while you're off from, from work. I, I, previous to this role, I, I've done a number of different things at Global News, but I, I was a managing editor at one point, so I was in management leadership role. I had direct reports, and I found that you know vacations were very, very different with that role because there was an expectation that if there was a fire you know, burning somewhere in the organization, that regardless whether or not I was on vacation, I had to put it out. Now, fast forward to this job that I have. I don't have quite the same expectations, but at the same time, I feel compelled to check in. And I wonder where the line is between just our own compulsion to be checking our email and social media and all that sort of stuff and a real requirement on the part of our workplace to do that. And that's a very good point. And I think, you know, technology has really enabled us to be connected and online 24-7. And I want to go back to the study and just, you know, point out, you touch on the millennials. I mean, they are the, the group with the highest amount of time, you know, that they put in before they go on vacation or when they get back. Um, you know, because they could be a, they're a younger generation. They, they have maybe, you know, want to prove themselves more at the office. And even they are more likely to be connected while away from the office because they grew up with technology. Technology is you know, around all the time. So I think, to your point, it is part of the culture that we have created for ourselves that we have this, this need, this, this want to be connected, to know what's going on all the time, and, and it's important for us. So, yeah, absolutely, I think that that is what's happening. But I do believe, you know, as per our study as well, that, that leaders in organizations need to be cognizant of this and they need to make sure that they reset expectations with, with, with individuals that do not have to be online to take the time, take the break, enjoy your downtime, recharge the batteries, come back to the office fresh. It will definitely add to the productivity levels in the organization as well. Hendrik Streenkamp is director at H of De- HR advisory, pardon me, at ADP Canada. You know, I am obviously my mouth has taken a vacation right here. That's what's happening. Hendrik, thank you so much for being on the program. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, Alan. All right. Well, Andrew Shear is going to have some downtime, isn't he? Now that he has resigned as leader of the Conservative Party, he says that he will stay on until a new leader is chosen. Here's more of Mr. Shear speaking today about why he has decided to step down. Serving as leader of the party that I love so much has been the opportunity and challenge of a lifetime. This was not a decision I came to lightly. This was a decision I came to after many long, hard conversations with friends and family over the past two months since the election campaign. If you are to believe the reports from Global News, those hard conversations involved, why are you sending your kids to private school with the money from the party? That would be a hard conversation. Uh, Can I offer you some insurance? Maybe that. Maybe? Let's go back to Mr. Shear with more of what he had to say today. This party, this movement, needs someone who can give 100%. And go to to parades. And after some conversations with my kids, my my loved ones, I felt it was time to put my family first. In other words, it's time for me to pay for their education myself. You know, here's the thing now, he's going to step down. This is going to be an awkward conversation. Hey, kids! Uh... 
Have you ever told you how cool public school is? Sweet public school, public school education. That's where it's at, kids. Because it turns out the party will no longer be paying for me to send you to private school. Man, what an absolutely jaw-dropping revelation today. As Andrew Shear just jolts everybody with this resignation out of the blue and exclusive reporting for Mercedes Stevenson that the reason for it is that he was apparently using party money to send his kids to private school. And awkward. <laughs> that, that is awkward. So it turns out that it's not about marching in a gay pride parade. And come, can we just, whoever is next as a leader, can we just say, come on down, whatever. It's a, everybody loves a parade. I mean, seriously, how is that an issue? Just march in the parade. Tell him what he's won. He's won no more private school education for his kids. Oh, my goodness. All right, I'm going to end with this one. Cats. Why does it always have to be cats? God, I hate this freaking cat. The city of Calgary has been dealing with an overpopulation of stray cats, and that is a problem. There were so many that the city held a half-price adoption event in October. 58 cats finding new homes. Patty Samdis is a customer service representative at Animal Services. She says a lot of cats look like they've been previously cared for, but then they come in, they got injuries, they got illnesses. We find that people have a different perspective of cats and dogs. Dogs People let their cats out, and they think they believe that the cats are outside kind of living the good life. The Calgary Humane Society says there has been a steady rise in medical neglect cases since the economic downturn took hold five years ago. It's Justin Trudeau's fault. That's Cats what it is. Deadly animals. Here's a Alberta MP. Who do we have here? We're listening to. So an Alberta MP talking about Shear's resignation. Go. I, I, I saw the headline, but uh, that, that that is that is uh, like that is false. I, I don't know where that where how do you that know headline. That's false? Have you asked the leader? I, I haven't. I have not asked the leader, but I. So then, I, how do you know it's false? Well, look, I, I can tell you that uh, there's been a number of reports that have been false printed by the Global Mail this morning. The Baird report has not yet been tabled. Uh, we know that to be true because I met with uh, John yesterday, and uh, the, the the interviews continue. So, uh, so the, the, the headline is false. So the party is not paying for Mr. Short. I, 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 I cannot exactly comment on that. The is there who is speaking Chris Sheba just pop in there and just just tell me who that is uh, I, I don't recognize it's the name Alberta MP Chris Warkington okay Chris Warkington responding to the headlines from Global News about this private school and this fund money being used saying that he had not heard that but then you heard Mariko Walsh from the Global Mail saying well just because you haven't heard it doesn't mean it's not true We're going to stay on top of this. It is developing news here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thank you so much for spending some time with me this afternoon.